from Delancey Healing Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 in the Delancey Healing Church building at Le Banks and Sampson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or to find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyhealing.co.uk. Last week, um, we finished the preaching series, sermon series that we were doing called Men of Faith. And in that sermon series, we looked at Elijah, David and Daniel, three great men of faith. Well, today I want to start another mini-series, if you like, um, entitled Women of Grace. It's the ladies' turn this time to look at the women in the Bible and how we can learn lessons for our lives. How can we look at the, the lives, we looked at the lives of men and, and it resonated with our lives and we learned some great lessons and I believe we've got some great lessons to learn from these women of grace as well. What can we learn from their lives and how do they relate to us in the 21st century? A really big thing that's been going for a number of years now is, the, is genealogy. You look on the websites, on the internet, there's many websites where they you can discover your past and your genealogy. It's a, it's a worldwide hobby that's gone crazy at the moment. And uh, we're going to look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ today. And in the Gospel of Matthew, the, the very first chapter of the New Testament, we see the genealogy of Jesus Christ demonstrated and listed. And within, within that genealogy of men and women, there are five women. And these are the women that we are going to look at on this series, Women of Grace. The five women are Tamar, uh, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba and Mary. And I believe they all have an important part to play. They do have an important part to play in the history of Christianity and are worth looking at. And this morning, I'm not going to do it in, in chronological order. Today we're going to be looking at Rahab and looking at her life and what can we learn from her. So if you've got your Bibles, let's turn to Joshua chapter 2 and read the story of Rahab. Joshua chapter 2. Begins with this in verse 1. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, yes, the, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone, the gate 
were shut. Before the spies laid down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. Now she had said to them, go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there three days until they return and then go on your way. The men said to her, this oath you you made us swear will not be binding on us unless when we enter the land you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and all your family into your house, if anyone goes outside your house into the street, his blood will be on his own head. We will not be responsible. As for anyone who is in the house with you, his blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on him. But if you tell what we we are doing, we will be released from the oath you made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away and they departed. And she tied the scarlet cord in the window. When they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days until the pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back and they went down out of the hills, forded the river and came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. So there we have... The story of Rahab, one that you may know or one that you may not. Let me give you a a profile, a character study of Rahab as written in my uh, Life Application Bible. This is what it says. Rahab was a prostitute in the city of Jericho. As a prostitute, she lived on the edge of society, one stop short of rejection. Her house, built right into the city wall, provided both lodging and favours to travellers. It was a natural place for the Israelite spies to stay as they would be mistaken for Rahab's customers. Stories about the Israelites had been circulating for some time, but now it was evident that the Israelites were about to invade. Living on the wall, Rahab felt especially vulnerable. Yet while she shared the general mood of fear with the rest of Jericho's population, she alone turned to the Lord for her salvation. Her faith gave her the courage to hide the spies and lie to the authorities. Rahab knew her position was dangerous. She could have been killed if she were caught harboring the Israelites. Rahab took the risk, however, because she sensed that the Israelites relied on a God worth trusting. And God rewarded Rahab by promising safety for her and her family. God works through people like Rahab, whom we are inclined to reject. God remembers her because of her faith not her profession. 
If at times you feel like a failure, remember that Rahab rose above her situation through her trust in God. You can do the same. That's a profile from the Life Application Bible. I believe that the the life of Rahab is uh, an excellent example to us of our lives as followers of Jesus. We have come from a life of sin to a life of faith to a living life to the full. Rahab is a testimony of the amazing grace of God. She went from this place of sin to this place of putting her faith in God and as we will see later, to a place where she lived life to the full. And I believe that's a great testimony to us of our lives, of how we have come from a life of sin, separate from God, to a life knowing God, putting our faith in God, to a life where we can live life to the full. And so this is what we're going to be looking at this morning. You know, we may look at Rahab, and people may look at Rahab uh, in a pious, righteous way, and think, how can we possibly relate to a prostitute? Her sin is terrible, and one that I would never stoop to. But we need to stop there. Whoa, we need to stop there. Hold on, we have all sinned. It says in Scripture, God does not measure our sin. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. By his grace, by his mercy, we have been given a second chance. And we have an opportunity to be saved by grace. We celebrated this morning the the death of Jesus Christ. And through his death, we have life. We have a life eternal with him when we give our lives to him and accept that he is the Son of God. By putting our faith in God and obeying his commands, we will be saved, Scripture tells us. Maybe you are here today and you've never given your life to Christ. Um, Never put your faith in God. Well, you can today. And I would love to pray with you. I'd love to pray with you and take you through a prayer of commitment to Jesus Christ. I want us to listen to this story. Take note of this story of Rahab. Whether you are a Christian or not today, I believe that we can learn something of great value. Lessons that will equip us. Lessons that will inspire us to be the people that God has called us to be. So we are told right from the beginning that Rahab was a prostitute. We are clear, there's no doubt. And as I was reading this story, I thought, I ask myself this question, I often do this when I'm reading scripture, I ask myself questions, and it's good to ask questions, because it means then we have to study to answer those questions. And I ask the question, why did they go into a house of a prostitute? These Jewish men, these men that uh, uh, were steeped in Jewish law, Why did they go into a house of a prostitute? They would not have known, I don't think they would have known her. You know, this was a foreign land. Remember, they'd gone from Egypt, they'd gone through to the promised land, and this was a foreign land. They would not have known this city at Jericho. But yet they enter in and they go into this house. I believe that they were led by the Holy Spirit. That's my answer to why did they go into a house of a prostitute. I believe they were led 
by the Holy Spirit into a house. I don't believe they answered Rahab's house by accident. It was part of the plan of God. Because God knew. We can see God at work here. I believe we can see God working here. He knew that Rahab was the right person to hide the spies. And that she would be faithful to those spies and that she would be faithful to their requests. Sometimes God leads us in ways that we really don't understand. Takes us to places where we think, why am I here? What, why am I here, Lord? Why have you taken me this way? I believe the spies probably thought, we've made a mistake entering this house. But God uses Rahab and her house to bring providence and favour upon the Israelites and their capturing of Jericho. You know, when God leads us in ways that we don't understand, we are in a place of complete surrender, total surrender to God. When God, when we put our lives into his hands and we uh, are people that are led by the Holy Spirit, sometimes we are led to places where we are maybe not so comfortable, places where we don't really understand. And in that place, we are in complete surrender to him and his ways. Maybe you're in that situation today. You cannot fathom it. You cannot work out why you are there. Well, allow God to work his way through you and the situation to bring about his plans, to bring about his purposes in your life. Allow him to have control of your life and obey his word and he will not let you down. The problems come when we try and do things in our own way, in our own strength and we think, well, I think maybe God, I can do this my way and we do it our way and it usually, mostly ends up in disaster. Surrender your life to God. I challenge you today to give it a go. Surrender your life to God. Rahab seemed to know all about the spies um, and the deeds and the power of God. We read, didn't we, that she said, I know the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear has fallen on us. And She says so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. She knew about these men. She knew where they were from and she knew who they represented. She said, we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. She said, when we heard it, our hearts melted in fear. And this answers the question that I also asked about why did she hide the spies? Why did she take them in? Why did she put them on the roof? Why did she lie to the officials? Why did this woman do this? If you can imagine, this is, this is a, a country that was not, it wasn't a Jewish city, it was a you can imagine maybe two Christians entering Iran and going into the house of an Iranian prostitute and, and this woman is willing to lie for these men that she did not know. But she understood, she saw who they represented and she saw the power of God at work in their lives. It was because of her fear of God that she took these men in, and she recognised that the, the God that they served was a powerful God, even greater than the one that maybe she served. She recognised the power of God. She recognised 
the sovereignty of God. This woman, a prostitute, recognized the sovereignty of God. I ask you today, is God sovereign of your life? Is God sovereign of your life? Sovereign means supreme ruler. If you look up sovereign, it means supreme ruler. Is God the supreme ruler of your life? Or is there someone or something else that is more supreme? If we are followers of Jesus, we must have God as number one priority in our lives and allow him to be our guide and reason and cause for living. Rahab feared the Lord, do you? Another thing I noticed about Rahab is that she loved her family. She pleads with the spies to spare the lives of her family. Verse 12 says, Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family. Because I have shown kindness to you, give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them. And then, and that you will save us from death. She knew that these men and these men, this, these men's God had power to spare her life and the lives of her family. She could see that, she knew that. And she was desperate to see herself and her family saved. And at that point, she puts her faith in God. She puts her faith in God and his ability to save her from death. And this is where I see another connection between Rahab and us, mankind. We have an opportunity to recognize the sovereignty of God in our lives. We have an opportunity to put our faith, to put our trust in him. To go from a life of sin to a life of faith and salvation. If we, like Rahab, recognize the sovereignty of God, and are willing to put our lives into his hand, then we will be saved. We will receive eternal life, we are promised, and the ability to live life to the full. Rahab's love for her family is admirable, and one that gives us occasion to cry out to our God for our families and those that we love, those that we Pray daily to come to Christ, to understand that Christ loves them, that Jesus died for them. To come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ in their lives. In fact, I wonder if we could just pray now for those that are dear to us as we pray. Think of those in your family who you would love to see come to Christ. Maybe they followed Christ once and they have drifted away. Let's pray, Lord. Father God, I thank you for family. Lord, I thank you for friends. And Lord, I pray as Rahab cried out to these men and cried out to you, Lord, to save her and the, her family, Lord, I pray we cry out to you today for those that we love, that they would know you, Lord Jesus, in their lives. For those that once followed you, we pray, Lord, they will return to you and remember the love that you have for them. Lord, I pray you do that in their lives, we pray. Amen. You know, the story goes on. 
and the, and the spies escape Jericho. And they give clear instructions to Rahab of what to do in order to be saved. And she has to tie a scarlet cord to her window. The window that, they, that she lets them out of, she has to tie this scarlet cord to the, wall, to the window. I don't know about you, but does this remind you of something else in Israel's history? It did me. It reminds me of the Israelites and of them escaping Egypt and the Passover, where they were instructed in order to be saved from death, they had to mark their doorposts with the blood. And here we see again the significance of of the red, the scarlet cord tied to the window, so she and her family will be saved. We see the significance, I believe, of the blood of Jesus Christ, and that we are, we are covered by this, protected by the blood of Jesus, and we are safe when we are his. The instruction was that she and her family had to stay inside the house, and they would be saved. Keep in the house of God. And be part of his church. Because we have something greater than a scarlet cord. We have the blood of Jesus Christ. Be protected. Keep in with God and Jesus Christ. We are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and no enemy can touch us. We can see from the life of Rahab, a life of sin changed to a life of faith. By the grace of God. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm fine. Was blind, but now I see. Let's skip on a bit now in Rahab's life and carry on in Joshua in chapter 6 now. Joshua chapter 6. Let's read about a bit more about Rahab. I'm going to start from verse 15. In Joshua chapter 6, it says, On the seventh day they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day they circled the city seven times. Maybe you can remember learning this in Sunday school and marching and blowing trumpets. Verse 16 says, The seventh time around when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared. Because she hid the spies we sent. But keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. When the trumpet sounded, the people shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So every man charged straight in and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword every living thing in it. Men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep and donkeys. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, go into the prostitute's house and bring her out. 
and all who belong to her in accordance with your oath to her. So the young men who had done the spying went in and brought out Rahab, her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her. They brought out her entire family and put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. Then they burned the whole city and everything in it. But they put the silver and the gold and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. But Joshua spared Rahab, it says in verse 25. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. Out of all the people of Jericho, Rahab and her family are saved because of her faithfulness and obedience. And these two things stand out to me, why Rahab and her family are saved. Faithfulness and obedience. She was faithful to the spies, she was faithful to her family, she was faithful to God, and God rewards faithfulness. Proverbs 2 verse 8 says, For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Proverbs 28 verse 20 says, A faithful person will be richly blessed. She was faithful to the spies because she kept them and avoided their capture. She was faithful to her family because she did not forget them but was persistent in them being included and saved. She was faithful to God because she put her trust in him and his power. She was also obedient. The spies laid out what she had to do in order to be saved. And she says in verse 21, agreed, let it be as you say. And she did it. She was given instructions on how to assure her safety. And she obeyed them. She didn't try and do it another way. She did as she was instructed, as she was led by the spies. She was obedient. Proverbs 1.33 says, But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Proverbs 19 verse 16 says, Whoever keeps the commandment keeps his life. Her obedience is a great lesson to us on how to live our lives as followers of Jesus. We are to keep his commands because they are written down for a purpose. He knows the right way, the correct way to live our lives. Let's not second guess him and try another way. Put your life into his hands, be faithful and obey. The latter part of verse 25 says that she now lives among the Israelites today. I find this very interesting and it reminded me of the New Testament promise in John chapter 15 of being grafted in to the branch of Jesus Christ. Another sermon, another message that is. I'm not going to go into that today. One maybe that you could go away and study. John 15 about how we, uh, Jesus is the vine and that we as those that are not Jews are grafted in. We are included. We are part of God's people. We are included. 
And Rahab's experience and story is a foretaste of the New Testament principle of being grafted in. Because she went from this life outside of God, she put her faith in God, and now she is included. She is part of the people. There. Go away and I challenge you to go away and study that. About being grafted in. In the New Testament, uh, Rahab is mentioned in three places. Matthew 1 verse 5, Hebrews 11 verse 31, and James 2 verse 25. Uh, Matthew 1, I've talked about the, the genealogy of Jesus Christ. She is one of Matthew's women. We are told that in Matthew 1 verse 5 that she is the mother of Boaz and the wife of Salmon. Let me give you a profile of Boaz. And I think it's important that I give this because we see this woman who was living a life as a prostitute, who put her faith in God, who is now living life to the full with God's people. And we can see what happens in her life from, from going as a prostitute. Now she marries this, this man. We don't know an awful lot about Simon, But we do know about Boaz, one of her children, her son. And this is what it says about Boaz in my Life Application Bible. Heroes are easier to admire than to define. They are seldom conscious of their moments of heroism. And others may not recognize their acts as heroic. Heroes simply do the right thing at the right time, whether or not they realize the impact their actions will have. Perhaps the one quality they share is a tendency to think of others before they think of themselves. Boaz was a hero. In his dealings with other people, he was always sensitive to their needs. His words to his employees, relatives and others were coloured with kindness. He offered, openly, he offered help openly, not grudgingly. When he, discovered Ruth, who discovered, when he discovered who Ruth was, he took several steps to help her because she had been faithful to his relative Naomi. When Naomi advised Ruth to request his protection, he was ready to marry her if the legal complications could be worked out. Boaz not only did what was right, he also did it the right way. This is the son of the prostitute Rahab. We can see where her life has come because she has put her faith in God. She's also mentioned in the well-known chapter of the great people of faith, in Hebrews 11, verse 31. She is recorded in the hall of fame of people of significant faith in Scripture. This prostitute is mentioned alongside great men like Moses and Abraham. Rahab has come a long way, almost from sinner to saint. And throughout generations, her story would have been told as being a person of great and significant faith. She is a wonderful example of the amazing grace of God. He turns a life that is going nowhere to a life of great significance. And you may think that you are nothing, that you are worthless, that you have no chance in life. Be encouraged today by the life of Rahab. You are not worthless. You are not a no-hoper. You are incredible in the sight of God. And he wants to bring you from that place that you are into the place that he wants you to be. 
that he knows that's best for you. But we must put our life into his hands. Are you willing to do that today? God is in the business of turning hopelessness into hope. And he wants to do it with you. Lift up your heads and allow God to take control of your life. See the potential that he sees in you. Rahab could have thought that she was a hopeless case. One that would never be used by God. But he did. And through her, a nation grew. And in her line of descendants, Jesus was born. Now that is a turnaround. We also find out about Rahab in James chapter 2. Let's read that. James chapter 2. This woman of great significance now, seen in Hebrews 11, now in James. James is inclined to mention her in James chapter 2. Let's read it from verse 21. The great passage that we know possibly on faith in deeds. Let's go from verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. Faith in deeds. In the same way, was not even Rahab, the prostitute, considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Not only is she noted for her faith in Hebrews 11, but she is also used as an example of faith and deeds. James tells us that faith without deeds is dead and uses the example of Rahab. Rahab's faith and deeds as an illustration of how we should conduct our lives of faith. Further backing for us to Take heed of the precious life of Rahab. I'm not going to go into the whole lesson of faith and deeds this morning. But in the study of Rahab, it is significant. It was not just her deeds that saved her and her family, but it was the combination of faith and deeds. She she truly did put her faith in God, and her faith in God caused her to do the deeds that she did. Rahab is a wonderful example of life as we can have as followers of Jesus and the journey that we take as we follow him. We are born into a life of sin. We all have a chance, an opportunity to break that hold over our lives by putting our faith in God and surrendering our lives to him. When we do that, When we do that, God will not fail us, but will give us life to the full. A life where we are now included, where we are considered one of his families. One of his family. We can all be sons and daughters of God and live a life of fullness and fulfilment in the hands of God. But it takes a step of faith. And many here today have taken that step of faith. Some may, not, may have not. Make today the day that you say yes to God. And like Rahab, put your life 
into his hands. Trust him. Obey him. And I challenge you to see what God will do in your life. And I can guarantee it will be something amazing. Something incredible. Maybe you've already given your life to God, but have not totally surrendered all to him. Do it today. Recommit your life to him and be amazed by his grace and his mercy. Our God is a great God. And he can be fully trusted and obeyed. Give it all to him today, I pray. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Church. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelin.co.uk.